Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Roundtable Pot Racers. And with me, I have Jonah. Jonah, you want to say hi? <laughs> Hello. I'm happy to be here. Yes, I'm so excited. We have some new Star Wars content and animated Star Wars content, which is the best. <laughs> um, and I'm so excited. And we're going to talk today about Bad Batch, that first episode, Aftermath, which... I wasn't expecting 70 minutes of pure goodness. I hadn't read anything. I only watched one trailer. So I did not know like that the episodes were going to be longer or anything. So when I started watching it, I was watching my husband and I'm like, wait, how much is left? Because I had to go to work. (laughs) And we're like, wait, it's 30 more minutes that I'm like, okay and I've been like I haven't been posting much on social media or anything so I was like oh I'm glad I didn't know so that it was like a surprise that is an awesome surprise yeah (laughs) um but I mean overall what was your like first reaction about the episode yeah first reactions were my gosh this looks beautiful (laughs) because the Lucasfilm animation crew just doesn't get enough credit for how much they're able to do with the kind of budget they're given and I don't know we don't know any specific numbers but I imagine that it's very different from when George Lucas was in control like they would put money down for that stuff but here it's kind of different Um, But they still pull it off. And I was just in awe of the stuff that we got to see. Um, There were still some concerns, like, uh, like how it was very light. So some of the characters came off more brighter and uh, more pale than they should have been. Um, And I'm hoping that they'll correct that down the line. But Overall, I thought, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. <laughs> totally. That was me the whole episode. I'm like, oh my God, it's beautiful. The animation, like seeing from where it started to now, it's mind-blowing because they what they're able to do with the facial expression of even clones that they look exactly the same, but yet it's like so different and their movements and and Camino, I was like, wow, that looks exactly how it looked at the movies and it's animated. Yeah. So that, that was really cool. But the first 15 minutes, yeah. <laughs> I know we barely had like a mini heart attack. <laughs> yeah. um, that was so unexpected. I don't know if it came out in any trailers. I, I like I said, I haven't, I hadn't watched anything. But it didn't. It didn't come out in anything. <laughs> it was so cool. See little Caleb with his master. Master, I can't say her name. Depa Belaba. <laughs> oh my God. That was that was like the highlight. Like, okay, we're in this. Like, let's do this. And we I like that there were with that they also showed us like where we we're at with the show. Like, okay. Order 66 is about to happen or like it hasn't happened yet from what we left off in Clone Wars. Uh, well, what did you think about that beginning? Yeah, so I've, I, you know, depending on the day, because on Wednesday when I was talking with friends, I thought, you know, I accept both. I'm good with it. And then yesterday I was like, you know, that was kind of disappointing. 
<laughs> I, I flip-flop. I'm the type of person that just is wishy-washy when it comes to things like that. But today I'm going to go back to my original opinion in that, you know, I, I accept both. I think they're both very interesting seeing um, that particular story from the comics being animated and brought to life. I think that was really cool. Um, that comic will forever be one of my favorite Star Wars comics because it was just so well-written and uh, I like how they took some of the major points and translated that, even though it was, it was still missing some of the things that we saw in the comic. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I like both. I think they both can work well because I went back to the comic book and I was just like, yeah, I could totally see Bad Bats showing up here, even though the comic book had a, a night scene and this was taking place during the day you can still make it work with your imagination. Um, I just found it very interesting that, you know, when, when uh, Disney bought Star Wars, the intention was that everything needs to fall into place now. Things are going to be canonical. And uh, now it looks like things are stepping on top of other things. And I know a lot of people in the fandom are like, what? <laughs> Why is this happening? Um, and I think it's just something that we're just going to have to get used to. Uh, the comic book is still going to be there. It's still going to be cherished by a lot of people. It's probably going to make people go back to the comic book and read it. So I, I'm excited that, you know, they, they touched on it. I also would have preferred to have seen someone new, like uh, Katuni, maybe like one of the young Jedi. That would have been very fun just to see someone else survive the Jedi purge, but for what it was, it was, it was fun. And I, it, it broke my heart yet again. I know. And, and it was voiced by Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. And they did like a little, I don't know what they did to his voice, but it, it sounded really good. Like, you know, I know it's changes after the voice, but they made it work that I immediately I was like, yeah, that's him. And I totally <laughs> had forgotten about the comic until you brought it up. Yeah. But I was yeah. like, ah, that's right. I haven't, I haven't gotten a chance to read that, but now I want to. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah. And that's what happened. Even I remember, and this is totally a different fandom, but reading and watching Game of Thrones and, you know, after the second book, you're like, wait, what? That's not her story. But <laughs> I took it, like you said, it's a, completely two different things even though it's the same thing but that's the way you have to do it because even like with Ahsoka and kind of like her stuff from the book that E.K. Johnson wrote and then some of the stuff we saw after I'm like wait that's kind of different mm -hmm. um but yeah now I think with so many shows coming up they're gonna be like well we're gonna need to continue this story necessarily not like this so I feel like it's gonna happen again and again but um I really liked how they made it work. I really liked how Hunter was like always kind of like, let's do the right thing kind of move. I like seeing that of the leader and then getting the hints from, um, wow, forgot his name. Sniper Crosshair? guy. Crosshair. Okay. <laughs> Sniper guy. Um, that you're getting like, okay, the vibes of like, what is he thinking? And then... I'm always, I was one of those that were kind of figuring out how come they, they survived Order 66. And that immediately is like, okay, here, we're answering your questions. Like, not clearly, but they're modified 
clones and so it's different I love that they use tech to kind of show and tell the story and and seeing the holograms both Palpatine are just oh. like they're always look so cool yeah um and that interaction between Hunter and Crosshair I was like well I think maybe this was kind of the first time where he had to be tough and like lie to his mate mm. yeah and they were so close so the whole thing was interesting and and a wrecker i love wrecker he's such a silly boy <laughs> he's like oh with all his comments i'm like okay because you gotta bring the the fact that it's a kid's show at, at the end of the day <laughs> so i feel yeah. like they did that with wrecker a lot um yeah wrecker wrecker was one of those where i thought because i love hunter hunter is my absolute favorite i love how he has a cool head even in like the most dangerous situations you're like wow this guy actually knows his stuff he knows what to do and but wrecker wrecker is suddenly my my new favorite because i just I, and I've been telling friends this that i like i identify with him because there are times when you know, tech is talking and saying very smart things. And then Wrecker just is not understanding what's going on, like not not getting what he's saying. And there are times where I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't understand what you're saying, person I'm talking to, um, but I'm just going to nod along <laughs> and pretend that I know. So I feel like Wrecker uh, really captures some of the experiences I tend to have. And just, he's just a big kid at heart. I'm a big kid at heart. So I just adore that part of him. Yeah, no, I, it's such a cool way to interact different personalities into this group and seeing how they're fighting the fight and they're going to disagree and agree and, and ha want to handle things differently. So it definitely brings a lot of like moral stories, even for kids, like, hey, but it was really cool. And coming back to Camino, always raining, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I liked how they were in, like, now you see, even though we've seen clones kind of walking around in Clone Wars, you see a different interaction with the clones marching. For me, it was like, that's it. Like, they're dead in a way. Yeah. Like, it was so sad and seeing so many of the security clone troopers that we didn't get to see much until they you know arrested us. it reminded me <laughs> it reminded me a lot of in star wars rebels you would see stormtroopers marching like that or even in the movies you would see stormtroopers marching in unison with no uh individuality on their armor and uh and yeah you're starting to see that here and it's like dang that it hurts it reinforces the hurt because these men were not only just created for war but they were also robbed of their choices they they, they can't make a decision in what's going on and they're being forced to do something that you know in a normal situation they would not have done so it's very interesting to think about the, the heartbreak that's going on and not just with like the regular clones that are, are in Camino, but just within their own group. So, you know, you have Crosshair who 
unfortunately has fallen to the the programming of the chip and it's just going to be a very interesting journey to see how they're going to you know survive with their brother on their tail yeah and for me I found it super interesting to see that interaction with Tarkin and I'm I can't think of names today. Camino people. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, the Kaminoans. Yes, because we never saw what really happened with like how 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 come and like in the movies at least, mm-hmm. how come there's no more clones and what happened to all of them? Because then we see Finn later on and we understand kind of the situation. But where when did this happen? So it's cool to see that in animation because yeah. obviously I love when animation kind of like, oh, let's fill in the blanks from what we see in the movies. Yeah. But that interaction with like Tarkin just saying like, I don't care about the clones. And he's always been like that. So we see kind of like the interest from when we see that beautiful episodes when they're like rescuing the master in that yeah. jail to now. And then you're like, oh, I understand it's ends up being a business they're pricier yeah. and it's this and you can't control them in a way yeah. um which is so scary so so scary um yeah you're right with the bringing up business it's a capitalist mentality it's like what can i do to save costs mm-hmm. and you know and i'm i'm worried because when we see Tarkin and the Kaminoans in that area where the babies are being raised, like in those tubes, you know, those babies aren't going to get out of those tubes. Mm-hmm. And that's, that just breaks my heart all over again. Cause it's like, they're literally going to shut down everything. And anyone who hasn't been raised uh, out of those, they're just going to die there. Um, and, uh, and then I'm, I'm also very interested in this show because I would love to know what happens to the clones after order 66. Like I know the Canon comic touches on this very briefly, but there have to be clones who are like, um, get a sense of guilt, I guess, like, what did we just do sort of a mentality? And I would love to see that at some point in the series because it's it's very unclear for me what it is that happens to the clones afterward exactly and 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 we've seen rebels rex being with gregor and wolf Mm -hmm. but we didn't see them escaping with him so like just want to see like rex rescuing everybody (laughs) um but yeah and and it's also amazing to see how tarkin had no like for him it was oh we're the empire yeah of course let's go like ah he's such a good villain yeah um that it's it's crazy and and i love that we get to their headquarters and wrecker has a lula <laughs> i made one i made I a lula. it's so cool <laughs> oh my goodness it's 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 you know, Filoni just kind of throwing his stuff out there. So cute. It, it was really cute. <laughs> I love that he's such a, you know, mean big boy, but then he has his little doll that he cares so much about. Yeah. Um, and that 
you know having them that conversation of like hey what's going on we have to kill the jedi and like again crosshair was like oh yeah we have to hunter didn't do it um and then the scene that captivated my attention so much is like now they're all in line to see the emperor's speech wow Mm. yeah everybody's in line and you see them four there and empress is kind of t- saying a jedi treason and they're just like like tech said oh don't you think they're programmed like, because yeah. it was them cheering and brought me back to the last jedi with that a uh, scene and ah it was so crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. I mean, it's crazy that the average citizen, and this is very important too that they touch on in a series, the average citizen doesn't question, except for, and I know we're get, we'll get to it, but Saw Guerrera. You know, there, there are some people that question it, but for the majority, they don't question what happened. You know, the, to them, they hear the, the, enemy are, uh, the enemy are the Jedi, and they're like, oh, okay then. <laughs> I mean, they're the ones who who fought this war. Yeah, I can believe that. Um, but nobody really questions it. And uh, yeah, I just, I'm always in awe of characters like Saw who are like, no, we're not going to take this. We're going to question our leaders and hold them accountable. Like, how could you? Yeah, okay, the Jedi uh, came to your office and we're going to arrest you. And supposedly you defended yourself, but does that mean that you have to kill all the Jedi systematically? Like that's a problem. <laughs> like yeah. how, does not, how does no one see that? <laughs> and then that um, I'm like, okay, so did the chip enhance and erase the memory of like being in battle with the Jedi? Like, yeah. I, it's it's a lot of questions that hopefully you know we get the answers as the show goes on because then then yeah we have Tarkin being suspicious about the Bad Batch testing them and testing them with real life fire and you're like of course Tarkin but they do so well working as a team no matter what which is good because even though they're like worried and Crosshair is questioning them they're able to follow through and those and it it's it looks like the same droids from the mandalorian right when they're fighting yeah they look similar and i think Mm -hmm. i remember one of my friends saying that they're not exactly the same kind and that man he referenced something else and now i can't remember (laughs) but the fact that you know they have this in place (laughs) it's just very odd to me uh, but yeah, I, I liked seeing those kind of challenges in place at the same time for, um, you know, like in the Mandalorian, like how is, how is Din going to get through this? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it, it puts tension into the scene and you're like, I, I hope they come out of this alive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, it was very interesting to see similar droids there. Yeah, and and I forgot, and I know it's because we'll probably talk more about it, but Omega, oh my <gasps> God, it's so exciting about that character. I was like, who is she? <laughs> um, loving her accent, like even when she said her name and she knew everybody and you're like, okay, this is something interesting about her and her wanting to leave the Camino, uh, 
but what were your first impressions of Omega? Oh man, I just love that Hunter spotted her when she was up there with the Kaminoans while they were standing in assembly. I thought that was so cool. And then all of a sudden she shows up behind them and she's like, um, hello. <laughs> she's so sweet and adorable. And I just, I, I really love that, you know, they get to a point where they flesh out that she is in fact a clone. And not just any clone, but a fully enhanced clone like themselves. And I just thought that was really cool how they inserted that in there. And that her special ability is that she has heightened awareness. So she's hyper aware of everything around her. And that sort of comes off as very force sensitive. And I know some people are theorizing maybe she's she's force sensitive. And that would be interesting. It would be interesting to see a clone like that, which would explain why um, it was okay for her to leave. Because why keep a potentially force sensitive in an imperialistic facility exactly. where she could be targeted? So I, I, I can't wait to find out more about her. But first impression was just that she's super adorable. And she's I, super. I, I want more of her. <laughs> and I, I love the character design. You know, she yes. has the Camino necklace, but on her and her forehead mm -hmm. and her clothes, because it throws you off. You don't think she's a clone. And then you're like, oh, wait, what? It's so <laughs> interesting. And the fact that Hunter has like a, a connection with her right away. Yeah. and yeah that guilt because then they're traveling to this to kill the insurgents and they meet saw Guerrero, which by the way he looks super cool oh yeah. super <laughs> cool i think he's one of those characters that we see so many different ways like, versions of him mm -hmm. and it just keeps on it and and yes this is when we see i feel like saw in this shows is like that to show you like, hey, there's people fighting. So it's more than just the rebellion and the empire, but there's those little ones that are in between all of this. Right. Um, but it was cool to see. And the fact that they were like, no, we can't, we can't kill him. And, and Saw, I feel like wasn't a point in his life that wasn't so aggressive about things right like I would have mentioned I would have seen him when we saw him in Rebels and he would have killed all the clones I feel like this is like wow it's so cool that you know this is where he he's probably at his peak of like let's do the change and everything mm -hmm. and it gives people a chance and super caring about the families that he was able to let the clones go yeah so true that's a great point yeah I didn't think about how if it was the older saw they would have been killed right there and then um yeah with saw i what i really loved about him there was just that again like what you said like they're he's very close to where he was in that on the run arc so you and you see him subtly mention his sister um and it was interesting to see how uh not 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 an extremist he was at that point in time but he's the kind of person too that without being checked he just becomes like what you said more aggressive over time 
he gets more desperate. Like I need to find a Death Star. I need to find what it is that this uh, empire is doing. I need to stop them. And I have to do it at all costs. And, and wow, what a, what a way to see a character just completely lose themselves. Um, someone that would have had, uh, would have been checked if his sister was there. Like if his sister hadn't died, like she would have, definitely um kept him in place i think yeah yeah like, she was that balancing act right there it's the same as like oh ahsoka would have if she would have stayed with anakin kind of the same i feel like with saw and his sister maybe maybe i i always think about that whether ahsoka and her disappearance might have played a bigger role than them i don't know i i feel like anakin was just so Anakin at that point in his life that I think he would have just turned anyway. Um, but who's to say? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, and it was really cool. It was really cool to see Saw and his hair. I loved it. Um, the character looked so cool. I've always yeah. thought that his character in the Alderaan looked so cool. And then seeing him for the first time in, in Rebels after so long, it's like, whoa what happened to you I felt so bad and then you understand it just it became crazy mm -hmm. um but yeah then they come back and Hunter has this feeling I'm like we have to go rescue Omega yeah. and that was like yes thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that he's a big softy you know <laughs> he he cares about the kid and and you know why he cares about potentially saving someone who hasn't been affected by the, by the chip or he, he doesn't know about the chip at this point, but he, but he knows that something's going on. So I, he doesn't want to leave her and the way that she expressed, like, I, I have to leave Camino. It's not safe here. Like he's, he's keeping that in mind. Yeah. And that makes him all the much hotter. <laughs> it, the it, hotter. Does. it does. <laughs> Oh my goodness, we it's funny how we fall in love with clothes and they <laughs> in a way like him and rags. Why are yeah. you so fictional? Why? <laughs> um and then when they when they got to Camino and they were like, okay, we have this plan, and I'm like, oh, don't tell me it's gonna be this easy. That can't be that easy. And then obviously everybody's waiting for them and they they go into the prison. And then Tarkin doing his Tarkin thing. He knows that one of them is like a more susceptible to the chip. And that's where he's going to do that. Because we all know that Star Wars is going to hit you when it hurts the most. Of course. Uh, <laughs> and that was so, so crazy to see. Because also when he's there like in the medical thing. And they're going through his chip. And he's just like taking it. That was like, wow, it's crushing while the other guys are trying to find a way off the prison and Omega just like being so brave and it's like, okay, I'll do this. So I'll do that. Or, or her knowing when she said, oh, I know what you're going to do and it's not your fault and don't be sorry it's, or something. She said that to cross her. I was like, oh my goodness, what's yeah. going to happen? Yeah. And, but she didn't tell anybody else. And I was like, is she thinking that maybe he's not going to do it or it was so many questions I had in that moment. Yeah, that was such, a, such an interesting part with Omega and Crosshair where she's very 
aware of what he's capable of um and she hopes that he's not going to do what she thinks is going to happen um I think that's also just a sign of her I mean being naive isn't necessarily a bad thing but that's just her being naive I think in that moment and um and I also found it interesting that when they get captured I think it I think I know uh, Hunter said that Caller at the beginning of the episode wasn't a complete, uh, wasn't a success necessarily. They did manage to get rid of the droid. So I think of that as a success. But I think this is what's happening here is like their first failure. Like they get captured, they lose one of their men. Like that is a failure. And that's, I think that's the first time they've ever experienced that. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how they cope with it later on because they have you know this reputation of having a hundred percent success rate and that's been you know that doesn't exist anymore you know you left the man behind you could you didn't have a choice but uh yeah I I wonder how that's going to affect them moving forward yeah and that's totally I hadn't thought about that because even before when Riker gets to the thing and he's like well 11 more success missions and now seeing that that totally makes sense of like Mm. them being on the other side of the of the of the mission and yeah like you said failing that's totally makes sense now thinking about it and having even someone else and not being able to to rely on other clones or having them even need them. So mm. now they're kind of like on their own. Yeah. Um, and on their own one. and without, without crosshair. So like they've all been together. They know how to work together. How are they going to do things knowing that crosshair is not there? Yeah. And I, and I wonder whether like at some point in the future, whether they're like in a heated moment and they're under fire, if, if Hunter just unconsciously says crosshair I need you and he realizes that crosshair isn't there and like oh feels (laughs) yeah because even after that they're able to escape and they're going to get crosshair and what ends up being is that crosshair is there about to attack them that moment the doors open and you you see crosshair with like being on the other side that was so heartbreaking yeah. And for them, it was like, whoa, what's going on? And they had to react quickly. So you know, I'm guessing like in the, the right after was very heartbreaking, but it was really hard for Hunter to kind of not like, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to do that because it's so easy. Now we have one of our best. We know what he's capable of. So now we need to do something about it. And then mm-hmm. you get a record attack and that was like, wow. Who would have thought that he wasn't able to fight the chip because there, he's a little bit more enhanced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's also interesting about that particular scene is that when Crosshair, when they're like zoomed in on Crosshair as he's coming in, at one point he just throws his toothpick, and you can read into it, or you can, or you don't read into it. But I like to think of it as like that little thing with crosshair and a toothpick makes him crosshair. Mm-hmm. Like that's who he is. He's just chewing on that toothpick. But the moment he throws it away, it's like you know that's not crosshair anymore. Yeah. And it's just so sad to see like that one detail that makes crosshair crosshair visually. It's just gone. 
Yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, he's gone. We're not going to see him anymore. And wonders how after. Uh, but yeah, that like that, those little details. And then you see Omega just quick at it and oh, yeah. shooting a blaster and aiming correctly. And we're like, whoa, who did yeah. that? That was that was super, super cool. That was really impressive. And I love the idea of Omega being being the enhanced clone that the Bad Batch were supposed to be. So the fact that she's able to aim the way that she did on Crosshair, even though she's never held a blaster before, is just a sign of how, what it is that the Kaminoans were experimenting and like, what is it, what, what, what was the full purpose for Omega? Because I feel like there's more to her that we just haven't seen yet. And I think we're going to see it pop up you know more often throughout the series oh yeah for sure and yeah it because at the at the same time we're always thinking okay they're five and i love how tech brings it up like well technically it's not five because of echo which poor guy is more machine than anything else um and it's so sad but it's also a reminder of like okay the clones that's the only clone except rex who's somewhere to be found that's where they are right now um so yeah that the episode in general was so good it was a really good introduction of like okay this is where we're at they made it with like the combinations of you said like the comics and even having the same with the emperor that he's wearing his red Mm -hmm. you know it's already where he's at it was so so good yeah yeah and uh and now that you mentioned echo being more machine than man it's a very interesting thing when you look at it with darth vader and uh even saw later on mm-hmm. like for them those two particular characters their machine parts take away from their humanity um, whereas for Echo, I would say that his humanity is still intact, even though he's part machine. True. Um, yeah. So I, I like that, you know, comparison between those characters. Yeah. And then what was interesting, and I, I have to yet rewatch the first episode I was trying to before and I, I didn't finish it. It's, it's much longer this time, but then we have what's her name namase the cameo oh namase yeah yeah and she does something weird at the end which confused me i'm like wait did you help them or which is and then she has to talk because at the end of that it's also their business and it's like okay we need to make sure that they need clones and it's like wait a second does that mean that at in in a later future in a near future you're gonna help them out like it's just that was like it okay here you go be confused about it (laughs) yeah and the thing is like i i like that i like what nala say did in that moment but i will not forgive nala say for what she did to fives in the order 66 arc like no you 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 could have avoided all of this if you hadn't messed with fives because fives would have revealed the truth and things would have been much different than what it what they are now. Yeah. But anyway, so now let's say, yeah, it's all, I think it's all preserving assets, making sure that things are in place so that they're able to sustain their business later on. 
um, because it, it's definitely not because they care about her or because they have uh, strong attachments to her. She's just an asset to them. She's property. And right now she's safe away from Tarkin because, and that's why I think Tarkin, because Crosshair now works for Tarkin. So Crosshair is going to report and he knows that Omega is an advanced clone. So he's going to report the truth to Tarkin. Tarkin, and I don't know whether this happens or not because we're not there yet, but I feel like Tarkin is going to hire Fennec Shand and Fennec mm. Shand is going to go after Omega because they lied to him. They said that there are five clones, but they he assumed that it included Echo. But the truth is that Omega is the enhanced clone. So I think he's going to want to have that back and because it's Imperial property to him. Yeah. So I feel like that's where it's going. And I can't wait to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can't wait to see it. There's so much. At, I mean, the, at, overall, it was such an amazing episode. And yeah. Yeah. the music, when it went from like dark to light, when Omega's little sound, when she came out, yeah, was amazing. I have goosebumps, actually. <laughs> That's great Kevin Kiner music. Yes. And, you know, even seeing old characters like Tarkin, Tarkin always being Tarkin, like his essence, they just do it so well. And yeah, bringing Saw Gerrera back and those, yeah, the animation in general was so beautiful and I can't wait to watch. I know episode two came out today. You watched it already. I can't I wait to watch it right after this. <laughs> I'm not saying but, a word. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, I want to talk to uh, about the episode because I don't like dissecting every single thing. I feel like now with the episodes being longer, it's just going to take forever. Mm-hmm. But it's more of like, let's, you know, Let's chat about what's important and what we liked and or maybe not liked, which in this episode, I feel like there wasn't anything that I could (laughs) say I didn't like. Uh, But it's so good to have animation back, to have the Bad Batch. They have so much potential to tell us stories that, like I said before, filling the blanks. What happened to the clones? The clones are so loved because of the Clone Wars animated series. So yeah. now you even feel worse because I feel like if we didn't have Clone Wars before and we only had this show, you wouldn't feel so attached. Yeah. Now it's like, oh no, they're humans, but they're not humans anymore. And see, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. No, it's a good point. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy that there. I know a lot of people had their reservations about there being another clone show, uh, especially around Five Guys, who we had seen the animatics years ago, the, like the original version, mm-hmm. and then it came out again last year. So people are kind of like bad batch exhausted in a way. Um, But I think this episode really proved to a lot of people like, oh gosh, I really am interested in seeing what what comes next with these characters and what they could potentially reveal down the line. So I'm excited. I'm just happy in general that Star Wars animation is back. You know, there's been conversation about like how live action has been taking more precedence and that kind of set me off set me off a little bit where I just like I had to with other things in mind I had to take a break and I just I didn't feel like Star Wars was for me at some point so I'm, I'm glad that 
you know, this show just revitalized my love for Star Wars. Like, oh yeah, I remember why I love this so much. And so, yeah, I'm happy it's back and that it's here to stay for six, 15 more episodes. So yes, <laughs> a long happy. episode. I don't know if they're all going to be this long, but I no, mean, the- yeah, but still, <laughs> yes, I'm excited. It's- <laughs> and I hope that because of the popularity of like, say, let's say Mandalorian had, that mm-hmm. they're going to be able to keep this budget for animated shows because I feel like Mandalorian also had a really great effect on people like us that watched Clone Wars and we were mm-hmm. able to like, wait, Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, yeah. like it was yeah. even better. And now people that didn't get to watch the animated, they're interested about knowing about the certain characters that already exist. Yeah. Because yeah, I have yeah. a couple of friends that because of the Mandalorian, they went back to watch oh no worries and yeah. I'm like yes that's what we need because we need more animated shows that's than good anything. Yeah. because yeah we talked yeah. about it that we wish we would have had Ahsoka animated instead of yeah. live action but <laughs> you know yeah. at least we get the bad batch and hopefully you know we get we get more yeah I'm, I, we can't help that there's a portion of the audience that thinks that these shows are for children and they think that they're too mature for that so i'm i'm in a way i'm thankful that these characters like ahsoka and maybe ezra and sabine down the line show up as live action because then that makes people interested in revisiting some of the older content so for that i am grateful yeah and that they know how to keep a balance because if you think about this first episode there's some really cruel like scenes like when they're killing Caleb's master, when they have the Jedi and that white sheet and the lightsaber drops and those certain things are Mm. like a kid being captured. You're like, yeah, this is not always great for kids. You can have a balance with certain stuff. But at the end of the day, like, I don't feel like these episodes are super childish. At least for like when you talk to people and I've talked to people about rebels ah oh, that first season i'm like we're just introducing characters yeah, like give it yeah. a try because it's- i can go from like rebels to clone wars and there's some scenes even darth maul coming back i'm like yeah i wouldn't show that to a five-year-old <laughs> yeah yeah it's enticing like when i think of things like rebels and resistance it's supposed to entice your inner child like, what did you do in your life that you snuffed out your inner child? <laughs> yeah. Or you know, like, let, let that little part of you enjoy it for what it is. And then, you know, things will progressively get a bit darker because that's naturally where it's going to go. Rebels, Resistance had the same thing. So like, you know, just give things a chance and just let your inner child shine for once. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, they were created by adults, not child, not yeah, children, you know, like what? it's also... <laughs> give it a shot uh i think that also this show bringing fennec shaw someone that we saw from live action to animate it might also entice people to watch the show yeah um but yeah i mean that was fun we talked Mm -hmm. about i i think we covered it all yeah anything else right Oh, well, the one thing is I loved how, I don't know whether you noticed it, but I love how in the break when they were being held captive, uh, you see Omega copying Hunter's movements. (laughs) That was so sweet. That was so sweet. And I feel like, and I forgot to mention that, her having that 
affirmation of like, man, somebody came back for me. That was, I, I cried a little because it's like, oh, they're, again, she's a clone. They have feelings and it's like a little child and she still wants to be, wants that affection, wants to be welcome. And she looks up to this guys like they're so badass they're so cool I want to be one of them I know I'm one of them but yeah I want to be part of the group so that was so sweet I I really can't wait to see what Omega transitions to like her character development I love that it's a girl yeah it's a girl clone I'm like wait because I I'm gonna be honest I thought for a second she was a boy in the trailer Ah, yeah, she yeah, reminded me yeah she reminded me of like a mandalore um from mandalore you know how oh, they have like the white hair and i was like that's actually a good point yeah i thought because i i again i didn't watch all the 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 trailers but i saw it from him and like, but then i was like no way and she has the camino thing that the yeah. namase has and i was so confused and then when she started talking i was like it's a little girl. I was, I was like, yes, I love this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And actually, now that you mention it with the, uh, her, you know, surprise and shock at them coming back for her reminded me of, uh, spark of rebellion when yes. Ezra is left yes. behind and they go back for him. <laughs> yeah. So I like, I like those little subtle parallels here and there are callbacks. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many and yeah, I really can't wait. I can't wait to watch the second episode and and talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, thank you for joining me, Jonah, talking about Bad Batch. And if you guys tell us what you guys thought about, if there's anything that you didn't like, be nice. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, I I really can't wait. So for our listeners, where can they find you? Yeah. So uh listeners can find me on Twitter with the handle at blue jake eyes. And they can also listen to me and my mom talk about uh the Star Wars animated shows on the Geeky Bubble Pod. And I also write for dorksideoftheforce.com if you ever wanted to like pass by and read some of my articles. So uh, feel free. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it for now. Yes. And her mom and her podcast is one of my favorites. So definitely yeah. listen to it. <laughs> yes, um, we have a new episode coming out Monday, May 10. So that yes. will, I'm thinking about actually now dividing them into two episodes. So we'll have, you know, our premiere discussion and then our second episode discussion. So yeah, look for it then. <laughs> that first episode was a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I can't put those two together like I thought. <laughs> yeah, but you guys can follow me at Lagiki Life on Instagram. Instagram I have I also took a break from posting because it it's a lot but um yeah and subscribe to our podcast at Roundtable Pot Racers and you can find us on Facebook and yeah may the force be with you have an awesome day